Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to the Cow Corner podcast. The Birmingham League show. For your latest dose of all things Birmingham League cricket. And welcome back to the Cow Corner Podcast Birmingham League Show, episode 15. You can connect with the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook by using the hashtags Cow Corner and BDPCL Show, or at tag us at Cow Corner Pod on Twitter and at Cow Corner Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. The Birmingham League Show is now bi weekly, with us putting out episodes every Wednesday. As we have mentioned, we are taking the podcast to the next level this year, and you'll be able to get the podcast on Apple Podcast and Spotify as always. But we are now on Acast, which is subscription-free, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and all of your other streaming platforms. We are, however, no longer on SoundCloud, but to make up for that, we will be uploading episodes and video snippets and various other video content to our new youtube channel that you can find us at again at cow corner podcast you can get the podcast advert free by signing up to our acast plus all the cow corner acast plus members will get the pod ad free as well as exclusive new content and all the bits that don't make it to air and all of us who do the podcast can agree that that's usually the good stuff that never gets put on. <laughs> so anyway, it's a very exciting time at Cow Corner HQ and we're now partnered up with the fantastic Hawk Cricket for 2023 and beyond. We will be bringing you some great content and also we'll be working with Hawk to give back to you, the Cow Corner community. So keep your eyes and ears peeled for that one. Anyway, joining me tonight for the biggest podcast of the year are my good friends. First up, we've got the best looking man in the Birmingham League, uh, rich man's Jack Black, Will Parton. We've got Mr. Cool, Usman Awan. We've got Mr. High Performance himself. No, it isn't Jake Humphrey. It's Andy Sutton and the solar eclipse, Matt Swift. How are we, guys? <laughs> good night. <laughs> I think let's just address the elephant in the room. Swifty, welcome back. It's lovely to have you back on, mate. It's lovely to be back. I'm really sorry if you can't hear me because I have lost my voice a little bit. So but it is nice, nice to speak to you all again. It's well, nice. You've got about, that nice radio I... voice, mate. Do you want to talk about how you lost your voice? Not really, no. <laughs> so how have we all been getting on, guys? Not too bad. Apart from the food poison last week. 
All right. Yeah, knocked you out all week, mate. That's, yeah, pretty bad. Actually. What was that from? Uh, uh, a giraffe. Absolutely dick. <laughs> no, I'm not. I fed a giraffe at the safari park and didn't wash my hands. <laughs> the whole hand went inside of its mouth. Yeah, 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 yeah. genuine. Yeah, I was the only one to feed it. Inside his what? Mouth. <laughs> not his ass. <laughs> yeah, I was the only one to feed it and then literally knocked me out for a week. Just curled up in a ball for three days. Yeah. Oh, wow. Good fun. Great imagine fun. The, imagine the giraffe. Hey? Imagine the giraffe. I wonder what he's going to do. I know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> put it down like a horse. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen your boss's face when the email or message came through that you're having time off because of giraffe. <laughs> yeah, it's all very well. I went to the GP. Was that, I haven't been to the doctors for so long. I went to the GP to find out what was going on. And uh, she said pardon three times when I told her it was a giraffe. <laughs> oh, wow so for this episode it is as we mentioned the biggest pod of the year it is the big pre-season preview so we are going to be previewing divisions one and divisions two for the Birmingham league in 2023 and we have gone to social media and we have asked you to get your questions in. And the first one ties into something very nicely. So congratulations, Such. You've got yourselves a new job. Um, someone asked, uh, were you headhunted? No, definitely not. It was um, an opportunity that I couldn't really turn down, really, when uh, <clears throat> when the high-performance um, head coach role came at, uh, at Warwickshire. It was too good to, to try and miss. So I put myself forward for it and... Um, and went through the interview process, which was very rigorous and uh, similar to this in terms of Zoom calls and all that kind of stuff, and then some meetings, and then lucky enough uh, got the role. So I'm week three in, and uh, yeah, uh, rather be a bear than a pair. So um, it's uh, very different. <laughs> That's going to go down like a something sandwich. That is, I <laughs> so yeah no yeah really exciting but um yeah it's obviously a shame to to leave Worcester but it's a new adventure for me at uh at Warwickshire so yeah who's got a nicer kit that's what I want to know what's the better stash oh well um it's I would say what we've got Worcester have had night kit over the last couple of years so that's quite that's been quite nice but they've gone into Castor, which seemed to be everywhere at the moment. So mm. I haven't seen that new kit yet. But um the, the stuff at Warwickshire is lovely. Fits fits beautifully. So we're very, not, very happy with it. Not as good as this though, is it? I mean, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> no, definitely not. For that for those of you who are who are listening to the podcast, uh, we're all wearing our wonderful new uh clobberers. Worn this all day actually. <laughs> What's the work? Yeah. <laughs> What's the I'll ask a serious question here um and it was have you noticed a difference in terms of like young players coming through between Worcester and Warwickshire oh my word I've, that's the second time today I've been asked by this so I was having lunch this afternoon actually and sat next to the head coach and actually a table full of um coaches so there's the head coach there was uh Stuart Barnes the bowling coach my boss Paul Greetham the academy director there was some scouts there was Keith Cook there I don't know if you know Keith very well um and it literally Robert just turned to me and said, well, what's the difference between Worcester and Warwickshire players? I've been there two weeks or whatever. So it was yeah. very much a, um, a, a, an interesting question to be asked. It's, it's, it's two very different clubs. It's two very different um, 
systems and playing groups and things like that. So there's not a, a huge amount of difference in terms of talent. Both both squads have got serious amount of good young talent, which hopefully both will progress into first teams. And my job, obviously, now at, at Warwickshire is to try and progress these young lads um, and make them ready for second team cricket, which is something I'm involved in a fair bit as well. So the roles are slightly different in terms of not working with as such a younger player. It's more the kind of top end of the academy and EPP and then um, working with the second team. So it's a slightly different role, but really very much the same sort of things. But uh, I'm going to sit very firmly on the fence at the moment and say uh, there's not much difference um, in terms of talent and and everything else. So I'll, I'll keep my powder dry on that. I'm, I'm, you know. I'm glad you said that because I felt like saying you're comfortable on that fence right now. <laughs> yeah, very comfortable at the moment. I've still got a few very good friends and people at Worcester, so I'm I'm definitely not going to be slagging anybody off. Let's put that way. You're probably not going to have many friends left, mate. If you say you'd rather be a bear than a bear, exactly. <laughs> a little bit of banter, but I don't think uh, slagging people's uh, cricketing abilities off is going to do me much great, great stuff anyway. So no, it's a, yeah, it's it's a new challenge for me and nine years of 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 good fun and and seeing some really good players go from the kind of pathway into the academy and then onto the first team has been uh, uh, something very proud of and the coaches I've worked with. So now it's my turn to do it at Warwickshire. So, yeah, all good fun. Have you Great. have you bowled in front of the head coach yet? I just thought, just let him know, mate, 72 wickets last year. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's actually, there's actually a spell. There's an indoor session tomorrow and uh, I think it's, I've, I've got to get my... Uh, Bowling loads up, ready for the for for the next couple of weeks. So I think I might just give uh, Mark Robinson and Stuart Barnes a nudge and see if they can watch me at the end of the net and see what happens. Yeah. But uh, I don't think they need a thirty-seven-year-old who bowls sixty mile an hour. So it's absolutely fine. Well, just just <laughs> drop it. Just drop walk past and just say it's seventy-two wickets. <laughs> Whatever the number was, just say seventy-two wickets. <laughs> <laughs> I could take the MVP cup with me and just show it to him and just see. You know, <laughs> Use it as, oh, please do, please do. Mate. Use it as you run up, Mark. The trophy at the end of the mark. Just have a read of that if you want to. <laughs> when, you, when you get to the end of the mark, like pretend you're counting out your paces in like 69. Oh, what this? No, it's just nothing. No, you know, nothing. <laughs> just bring this out. You know, just, you know. It's a, pa- it's a paperweight in my office. It's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> if anything, this is the worst one. To be honest, I, <laughs> I thought you were gonna have the back end. <laughs> oh, hold on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh. That's too good, man. He's actually, he's actually going to get it. Oh, it's too right, yeah. It's David Brent's guitar. <laughs> just suddenly just pop it out of the corner. <laughs> it's it's nicely it's, in the background. It's usually in bed with me, but uh, at the moment it's on the mantle. So it's okay. <laughs> no comments, no comments. <laughs> it's like Messi going around the world and just everywhere seems to be the FIFA World Cup with him. Everywhere. It's just such just walking around. <laughs> it's very common you to put me and Lionel Messi in the same sentence. <laughs> One guy's got more burgling wickets. <laughs> he was literally in an iClub in his Argentina training kit. It was unbelievable. Like, what a bloke. What a bloke. I was such in the nightclub in Birmingham somewhere in his Bart Green kit. <laughs> just in the middle of Bromsgrove, just holding it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but 
The conversation starter, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Do you want a drink, well, mate? Yeah, I'll have a drink, Carl, but you can put it in that if you want. You <laughs> You'll turn up to Bount Green this season and there's a statue of Suts with his uh, trophy, like, to him. Like Christ the Redeemer. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, let us know in the comments below who's the real goat, Suts or uh, Messi? Uh, hashtag Suts. <laughs> um, no, don't, don't, really don't. We don't want to get into that. <laughs> But yeah, nice of your head coach there, Suts, to ask you uh, what your ex-partner was like within your first within your first two weeks. It's very yeah, much it was, like... <laughs> that was an interesting one, I have to say. I, 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 my my uh, my heart rate went through the roof when everyone was looking at me, waiting for this answer of, uh, so who's better than the Worcester programme or the Warwickshire programme? What have you seen? I'm like, oh. Paul Greetham says, be honest. I went, really? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Interesting first first lunch with uh, a, a few people. So, yeah, no, all good fun, though, but very different. And I'm sure there'll be plenty of uh, piss-taking throughout the season. So I look forward to it. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's all set to be a really good season. And anyway, as we've mentioned, tonight's everyone's favourite episode. It's the pre-season preview where we're previewing every division and every team, looking at their chances before we eventually make our top picks for the season ahead. So. Let's get started, and with Division 1. Okay, so in Division 1 in 2023, we've got Champions Smethwick, we've got Barnt Green, Mosley, Kenilworth Wardens, Berkswell, Ombersley, Nolan Dorridge, Hales Owen, Shrewsbury, Kidderminster, and your two newly promoted sides, Wolverhampton and Barnards Green. So, guys, what are our thoughts on Division 1 in 2023? Very tough, once again, I would have thought. Definitely. We've talked about it before. Um, last year was probably one of the hardest years. It's been a little while, so look, look at the signings and everything that's gone on. People have only strengthened again. Can't see it being any easier. Wolverhampton coming up for a strong side. That only makes the league stronger, I would, I would say. So um, another very tough year, I would have thought. I agree, man. I think I think the beauty about the league is everyone seems to be able to beat everyone. So with that, you can't really predict. You know, you wouldn't have put. I don't think many people would have had Smedley as league winners last year, start of last year. So it just shows how good the league is in that sense. So um, I I I echo the points that we were just made. That it would be very competitive. Hopefully, a lot of fun. I'm I'm quite interested to see how people play actually this year. Are they going to go? The positive approach that that England test team has set, will they will they do that this year? Club cricketers, I have a feeling they might start that way and very quickly realise that we get to bat once a week, yeah, and 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 and, and slow down. So I mean, I'm looking forward to that. And see what happens there. Anyone back in Smelly to win it again? You probably got to, haven't you? I mean, they've strengthened them. Those, pretty sure they've strengthened the team up this week or something like that. They're looking to you. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's, everyone's looking to strengthen you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they, they brought someone that, in when, have is, they? when is they're trying to yeah I think so yeah Cash Shelley's come in isn't he so just to, to yeah. save it there mate I think that's a that's a good signing from from them having Cash Ali come in from Worcester as I'm guessing their contracted pro um, for the season um, I think it's a, a good signing because I hope he he plays for first team cricket, but if he's around, he's he's definitely um, 
a, a good player to watch. I don't know if any of you have seen him play before. Smedig is Ben Cash. I'm going to look after Uzi here. I'm actually trying to be a decent wingman for Uzi here. With those two stupid boys giving yeah. him a bit of Thanks, Sid. Thanks, <laughs> Cash with a K. You brummy boys can stick together as well. <laughs> so I haven't really seen him play. I've seen him play in a 100 game at Edgbaston and smoked it that day. But yeah. I don't think... Actually, maybe it's a T20 Blast game. I can't remember which one. But I've heard, obviously, every every debut that he's made in terms of first-class list day, league, and second team, he's actually well. scored runs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think, again, product of Saka, which I'm sure we'll cover off later, but I think that's uh, <clears throat> that's a big win for them guys. Oh, yeah. I know who you're on about now. I know you're on about. Yeah, he does look a really good player, actually. Yeah, Who's he on for? Who's he on for? Is he on to Smerwick? Yes. Sorry, I nearly swore. Oh my god, no, they don't need any more good players, they're all really good. Like, what is up with that? <laughs> the other movement since we last spoke is Rizwan Hussain, who's gone to Ombersley as an overseas. Yeah, I don't know much about him to be honest. Um, not heard and not a lot about him, so I think. I think as we spoke on the last part a bit about movement, I think it's great to see players from outside the league coming into to come and play. That's obviously showing the strength of it and the the kind of like the boys said at the start, the, the quality of, of cricket that was played last year. And again, kind of from my point of view, in the, the last 14, 15 years of, of playing it, there's I think the standard of cricket has been has been amazing. More pros playing it, more ex pros playing it, academy lads are playing more of it and even High quality kind of national county and uh, and club cricketers from from outside the the league are coming into play. So I think that's a that's just a huge thing to to be a part of, and and that's what you want to try and do as a as a club cricketer or even uh, a cricketer in general. You want to play against the best, and hopefully the weather stays good like it did last year, and the pitches are good, and hopefully we'll see some some good cricket. But it's it's good to see so many good players coming into the league and pushing for. For places, and from my point of view, I think there's four or five sides that could uh, that could easy that could be really pushing to win the league. I think Smethwick are obviously a good side, but I think Uzi's Mosley were, were top draw last year. K and D will want to improve, and obviously signing of Ollie was was huge. Burks will want a point to prove. I thought Kenilworth Wardens have made some really good signings because they obviously did really well from a batting point of view mm-hmm. last year with a lot of lads getting. Uh, a lot of runs for them. They've made a couple of signings um, bowling-wise. I don't know if you guys saw it the other day, but they've signed Pat Brown uh, as their contracted yeah. pro uh, on um, recently. They've got a young lad called Rory Hayden, who's um, a good young bowler, who's in and around Warwickshire setup at the moment. So they've strengthened, with Tommy Rex having a good year as well, they've strengthened their bowling attack and and hopefully their batters can can kind of probably kick on again. So there'll be another side, and and obviously from my point of view, from a bias point of view, I think we're going to try and push again as well, and and hopefully go one better than we did last year. So I think there's four or five really good sides that can that have strengthened and, and and can push a bit further. Yeah, as we've mentioned, we've got two of the promoted sides with Barnards Green making five signings in the off season that we have of note down here. Initial thoughts, guys. Who do you think's got? More of a chance in Division One this season. Didn't they both do all right by the signs of it? They looked like they did have very good seasons last year and did too. Especially um, like Wolver have got a fantastic cricket team, really good team. Mm. 
they've got lads who you can go in and take a game away from an opposition haven't they um, you know a lot of teams you might find that another, I think they've got a strong squad haven't they you might find some teams rely more on a group effort but you know there are, there are definitely other teams which have players which can win a game for them I think they've got a couple haven't they so definitely I think they'll probably it seems to look out for I would have thought so I don't know a lot about Barnard's Green, to be fair. I've, no. Obviously, they've got a couple of good players, haven't they? But, well, they've probably got a lot of good players because they've just come up into the Div 1. But I don't actually know that much about them, to be honest. I'm sure yeah. I'll learn when somebody gives me a load of crap on when I play against them. So, <laughs> if, if memory suits, they had a pretty poor start to the season, didn't they, Will? Because I think we were there to orders. It, I can't remember. Because we, when we were at Sam's house, wasn't it? And we were talking about how... I think they're in the bottom two after the first like three after the first month and a half or something, um, and we were talking about them not being there for very long. And then after that, they literally went from strength to strength and just kept rising and rising. And both sides finished pretty high um, at the end of last season. Looking at the other sides, then who do you, who do you think have got to make a concerted effort to make sure that they stay in Division One this season? Yeah, <laughs> struggled for a lot last year, didn't we? Um... But won a couple of important games towards the back end of the season, kind of hung in there. Yeah, it was. It was that game, to be fair. <laughs> I think if we did, yeah, if we don't win that game, then we would have struggled um, to stay in the league last year. So. Um, but a lot of the young lads are another year of experience, hopefully settled in a bit more. And we'll see, um, we're just relying on the young lads coming through and. Showing and showing everybody what they're capable of. We know what they're capable of at the club. So, but yeah, it's uh, it's going to be you're going to have to play pretty hard. I think. Hopefully, we've got a better availability as well. I mean, I'm pretty sure George Hargrave's available for a lot more this season. Who's just a freak, isn't he? He's ridiculous. Mm. He just really enjoys batting. He's a, he's that he's that intelligent. He's an intelligent lad, isn't he? He's also quite smart. Oh, it's ridiculous, mate. I think he'll probably spend the rest of his life at Oxford University doing something. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's I think concentrating he played... on his cricket, to be fair, instead of that this year. I don't know. but definitely. I think you're right, actually. I don't want to put too much out of the bag, but I'm pretty sure he's been... He's played a couple of games with Derby, hasn't he? And he's done He's done really well. It's the second best left-handed batsman we've got, isn't it? Or <laughs> we've got six. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to put yeah, myself actually, in there. We have got a lot of lefties, haven't we? Everyone talks yeah. best to us. Oh my God, you've got a ridiculous amount of lefties. We turned up with eight one day last year. Genuinely turned up with eight lefties. And um, I think Rob had five. And I think it was nine, ten, the other two righties. <laughs> so just one more, one after the other, kept walking out, kept walking out. And I was like, it's not the last. It's not the last. <laughs> so it's, is uh, a team full of lefties something that gives you cold sweats when you go to sleep at night? <laughs> Yeah, I, to be honest, I have to say the, the the number of batters that I bowled at last year, I would say the top two or three guys that probably made it the most difficult were left-handers and George being definitely one of them, uh, Nick James being another and obviously Rob Yates being probably the, the probably standout innings um, last, uh, last year. But yeah, left-handers is something I've tried to <clears throat> make sure I work on. It's a bit more difficult um, to get those guys out. Um, but yeah, I think, going back to George, I think George is a, a lad who was at Barnt Green for a period of time, played some good innings um, and has a lot of really 
good skill against spin, against pace, um, against the moving ball, has a really tight defence, runs well between the wickets. And when he kind of goes through the gears, that's the one thing he did really well against us. Um, the second game, at, at uh, the game that you guys were talking about earlier, about the guys, the game you had to win, he went through the gears really, really well. He He kind of got through the tough period of the new ball and then kind of as he just gained with confidence, he was very, very difficult to bowl to at the death um, with the way he moved around the crease, very similar to Yatesy in terms of kind of you change your field and and he would hit in different areas and you try and bowl a Yorker and he must move across and, and scoop it or you try and bowl a bumper, he'd carve you over kind of uh, deep square leg or even kind of get some room and go over point and stuff like that. So he, so those guys, lefties especially, do make it more difficult because of the angles they can create. So, yeah, I would say those those three were the were the top lads that probably gave me the most trouble throughout the year, most definitely, and all three of them being left-handers. Yeah. Who was your top run scorers? Was it Andy Mead? Andy, he your top Andy, Andy was one top scorer, yeah. yeah. He was yeah. second or third in the league as well, so yeah. Eight, six, eight, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. I was I was just uh just had it up next to me actually so because <laughs> it rolls on to the next point where I was going to say obviously Sutz and uh, Jamie Harrison kind of stole the headlines with their performances this season but going around the the video call which two players one batsman one bowler do you think will be stealing the headlines in 2023 and I want someone different from each of you. So uh, we'll start with us. Don't make a rule that we can't, we can't be a contracted player, right? It has to be a club cricketer. I like yeah, that. Yeah, That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. That's good on that. Who are the good ones? I think... Oh. I'm going to go Warwick Finn for both. Yeah, he's a good player, isn't he? Mm. Very good. Just easy answer. Not the fact that it's going to happen, but it's just like just two birds of one stone there. <laughs> So Will's gone Warwick for I'm gonna go with <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, a lad from Bart Green. Um I'm gonna go with Romy. I think he'll have a good season with the bat this year. I've seen he's been working quite hard. So I reckon he's gonna do all right. And he's a, he is a very good player when he gets going. Uh the keepers bat junior sticking together there, aren't they? Probably do, isn't it? <laughs> Hope, hopefully if he comes on he'll say me, but it's a definite lie. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got a bowler yet, I'll think about it. I got, from a bowling point of view, I think Tommy Rex is only going to get better. I think he had an outstanding season last year. Uh, young lad who's who put it in good areas for long periods of time, gets it to to nip both ways. I think he's going to be uh, probably go from strength to strength again, and 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 end up being a really really good uh, young bowler to watch out for. Um, I, I think yeah, George. Going back to George, I think he can play all season and keep himself in a in a good place and play play all year. I think there's a lot of runs out there for him um, to to not just kick on from a from a league point of view, but even hopefully he's playing a bit of national counties cricket as well, and and hopefully he might get a an opportunity uh, in some professional cricket. So I'd go with probably George and and Tommy Rex as my two picks for the year. You can't look past Andy Sutter, right? Surely, Mister Seventy Two. You can't look past that. I want I want to back my friend and go with Andy Sutter as a bowler. <laughs> And batting, I think the guy who I think will have a good standard year is Alex Felix from Northern Dorch. I think in a quiet year and a bit, a couple of years, I think he'll come back. Yeah. Who was the young bowler at um, 
Mosley as he got me out of your place last year. That was stone dead, and you stormed off thinking he wasn't out. That one. The, the one I ate, yeah. What was it? Yeah. What was um? What Tra- who was that? Trey Simmons, the one that was absolutely plump. That one, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been stuff, maybe. You might have been sick. Find it. It would have been all right. There. It's. Um, I think what you did hit, you hit your helmet onto the wall, <laughs> and then it rolled back onto the square, <laughs> and I left it. One of you guys to pick up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to be that guy that had to walk back onto the field to pick up his own gear. So I got I so much abuse it. for that. <laughs> podcast, podcast friend. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's all um, on camera as well. <laughs> yeah. um, is he going to play, man? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't. It depends. It depends how much Sutton's going to make him available. Actually, um, definitely not my choice. <laughs> Because he had some wheels, he has some wheels, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He actually is. is I mean, such a talented kid, right? Because he, he's he's got a bit of pace in him. He holds it back in club cricket, I think. But every now and then he's he cranked it up, and it's weird because he can swing it and see it. Um, I've seen him swing the ball when it's a bit overcast and stuff, and then got a game. I think it was at home against actually it was against you boys when it wasn't second spell wasn't swinging as much, and he started seeing the ball around. Um. So he's a, he's a seriously good, talented player. Well, you're not allowed to do that, are you? If you bowl quick. You're not allowed to swing it or seam it if you bowl quick. I think it's one or the other. That's a new league yeah. rule. There's like, yeah. It should be, it should be, shouldn't it? Yeah, I think it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah you've be, be either got a bowl, you be classed as a quick bowler or a swing bowler or a seam bowler. You can't have yeah. more than one. <laughs> can't have all three, definitely not. No, definitely it's like not. It's like a batter. You can't, you can't reverse. If you sweep, sweep. You can't yeah. reverse sweep. One or the other. But if you yeah. reverse sweep, that means you can't sweep. I can't have fielders on both sides and like on the same positions, right? So, <laughs> are there any young up and coming players that you're looking forward to seeing this season, guys? And we'll start this one with Sutz because I feel like you're in the ideal position to comment here, mate. Yeah, whoever yeah. Sutz says, I'm backing. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, in terms of so there's young contracted players who probably will play a fair bit of league cricket. So there's young Rayhan Adevala, um, who's at Barnards Green, who's um, who's a Young talent um, who's definitely worth watching out for. Hopefully, he plays some some first team cricket as well. But I think at the moment he'll probably play a fair bit of, of club cricket. And I think they can get their pitches nice, pretty flat, and it's not the biggest ground. He is a seriously, seriously good player. Um, seen him come through the ranks at Worcester since he was about twelve or thirteen, and has always been somebody to watch out for from from a technical point of view. He's now getting a bit bigger, stronger, and a bit more confident and since kind of signing his rookie deal, he's just gone from from strength to strength. So definitely, um, definitely Rayhan. Um, and then from a bowling point of view, I think I mentioned him earlier, young Rory Hayden, who's come back and as a, as a good young seamuff, um, who's come into the league for the first time. So it'll be interesting to see so see how he does. Um, yeah, so there's there's a couple of other names. Ollie Cox we've signed at Bart Green. Again, a new a rookie contracted cricketer. Um, Henry Collins obviously had a good season, so he'll be trying to to push again uh, this year. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a few good young players uh, in and around the the league, and and um, hopefully all of those boys will they do particularly well. So I'd say yeah, definitely Rayhan a bit from a batting point of view, and young Rory is a, from a young bowling point of view. Quite answer to that was cheese. Very good. You should do it's this for a living, mate. I should do this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you want to start? I've done that before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an interview. 
I think we've got quite a couple of good young cricketers, though. Like we've got a young lad called Pete Clark, left arm spinner. I think if he actually puts his mind to it and plays a lot of cricket, he he will take a lot of wickets. He's a really, really good bowler and he's a good kid as well. How's young Harry Darley getting on? Because he's a young he's, I was literally just about to say his name as well, Sorry. to be fair. He is apparently he's bowling sharp, I've been told, but you know more about bowling than me, so they've been talking about his action a little bit. That he's there, uh, he falls over quite a lot, doesn't he? He's got a lot of side flexion. Hey, coaches talk it, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> coaches call now. Come on, get it right. Come on. <laughs> Sorry, mate. You, well, I'll tell you how to keep you. Tell me how to bowl. That's absolutely fine. <laughs> right. But he, um, apparently he's looking good. And obviously, that performance you saw it first hand at Barn Green yeah. last year was just ridiculous. Like, that's one of the best spells of bowling I've seen. Well, and George Garrett at the other end as well was was pretty good as well. To be fair, so it was a uh, it was very very good. He's a top young bowler. Yeah, that's that kind of spell really did kind of give him the feedback I gave to to Worcester and everything was he was trying he was finding his feet and he was finding a good yard of pace and um, he's a very quiet and reserved young man, which not many young bowlers are. But it's quite nice to kind of see somebody who just gets on with his business. He had a, a taste of second team cricket and probably found it and a bit of obviously league cricket and found it a bit tough. And like say, Willie was finding his feet about which all young bowlers and all young cricketers do about where they are and how they have to get better. And consistency is obviously a big thing, but with that raw kind of athleticism, he runs really well. Even just as you see him run around the ground, he's a good fielder. He moves well. Proper athlete, he, isn't he? He's a proper he's athlete. A proper, proper athlete so I think once he gets used to uh, what how he bowls and how he can consistently kind of do what he did um, at Barnt Green last year then he's going to only going to get better and the pace is quite natural which is it's not forced it's very much um, a natural thing that comes to him the way he bowls and the way he gets through the crease is is good so that was one of the reasons he kind of went on the academy at, uh, at Worcester and yeah, there's, there's a couple of other names that come to... I'm not going to take over, over the whole podcast, but it's young Reeve Evitts at Kenilworth. There's another one on the academy at Worcester and Cameron Jones at Barn Green as well. Both lads will be playing some, hopefully some second team cricket and Cam this week played against um, our first team at, uh, at Warwickshire this week and got young Jacob Bethel out and had an opportunity to play at bowl at a test ground. So he's obviously doing really well. Um, so there's some good young players in and around the league, which is always nice to see. Mm. So kind of on a similar topic, but for those of, for anyone who may listen to this podcast who doesn't play cricket, but is a spectator, who are, who are the most aesthetically pleasing? Who are the most pleasing on the eye, uh, batting, uh, bowling action, or just generally as a cricketer? Oh, Basically, who's, who's the spectators turn up to watch? That is a good question. Um, I'm going to be biased there. I think I could sit and watch Andy bat all day. I usually, I usually do. <laughs> just right behind the stand. <laughs> I didn't mean to laugh yeah. then because I thought you meant sets. I was, I was going to say <laughs> I thought he was talking about Andy Harrison. There's quite a few Andy's yeah. that we've got here. Yeah. I, I would go with Uzi on that one as well. Andy, Andy Amid is really mm. nice to watch. Really, yeah, I think really nice. he played some. He played some cracking knocks last year, and I think from uh, as from uh, as a teammate point of view, when he's batting, he just feel like chances are we're probably going to win this game as long as he's out there, especially if we're obviously we're chasing. So he's um, and the amount of times I think he's gone in, 
and usually clipped his first ball for four. I think people try to ball straight at him, trying to get through his pads, or I don't know if that's a plan, but he, he's usually got off the mark first ball by clipping one through mid-wicket for four. As soon as it does, he kind of think, okay, we can just kind of sit back and watch the next yeah. couple of hours with him just batting. So I think he's uh, he's one that I would be happy to send my bat all day. I don't want to watch any other bowlers because I'm always sat there thinking, that's going to get me out, no matter who you are. <laughs> You're all far too good for me. You're going to get me out. I don't want to face you. Who's the lad that... Oh, what's his name? Oh, you've just mentioned him before. So it's the keeper, the one that plays for Kenilworth. Henry. Is it Henry? Henry Cullen. Yeah, Henry Cullen. He's, he's quite... He was... When we played at Kenilworth last year, he played like... He got 40 on really, really quickly, but it was all... They're all proper shots. He looked, yeah. He looked like he'd worked hard. Because I remember playing against him the year before. He looked absolutely fantastic. And they got another lad. Who's the lad that bats like... Um, is it four or five? Is it Jamie Harrison or something? No, not Jamie Harrison. Jamie something? I don't know. Like Harry four. Johnson. Harry, that's it. Harry, Harry Johnson. Johnson. That's it. He's, he, he's nice to watch. He, he plays some nice cricket. He's a good, yeah. he's a good player. Neil um, Pinner. Neil Pinner. Yeah. Yeah. He's, good, yeah. Yeah. he's so good to watch. Yeah, he's and so... if Pardo plays as well. If Pardo plays, he's quite nice to watch as well. He's a funny technique, Pardo, though, and he's, uh, he wouldn't mind you saying. Um, but, uh, like, I think... Uh, Pin has like got a, a classical technique, like especially on his cover on his back foot drive, isn't it? When he hits that back yeah. foot punch, I think that's one of the oh, best shots great. in the league. Yeah, George Hargrave, Alex Phillips is nice to watch when he gets going as well. To be fair, he, he's very technically correct and plays nice shots. Go on then, Swifty. Mm. I'll indulge you, mate. Who's keeping wise? Who who do you enjoy watch keeping? Uh, Can't watch yourself. Ben Griffin. <laughs> ben Griff, I think he's he's very good. I do like him. I do think that every time I watch Ben Griff keep, I think he makes it look ridiculously easy. Yeah, Ben Ben played for us <clears throat> for a couple of seasons, um, and he was class. Like he was, he was very good. Great, great kid. Like can't have a bad word about Ben. I think he's so keen, so so keen for his teammates to do well as well. I think he's a lovely kid. But when he started keeping his energy, his movement was oh, fantastic. So yeah, Middleton as well at Nolan Dorridge. He's like probably one. Of, I reckon he's probably the best wicketkeeper batsman in the league by miles. But I don't know if he kept that much last year because he was injured, wasn't he? I think it's a keepers thing, right? Keepers just watch other keepers. Like I don't remember sitting and thinking that oh he's a good keeper. He's not like I just I don't know. I just feel like keepers. You don't notice it, is he? When you don't do when you don't do anything wrong, you never notice it. It's all it's always when it's four buys and you go, oh he's crap. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. But I think it's a key keepers sit and watch other keepers, right? Yeah, yeah, you do. I don't, I don't think, I don't think batters oh, watch other yeah, batters. Yeah, I don't think bowlers watch. Yeah, I don't think bowlers watch other bowlers too much. But the keepers are generally quite weird, and they're just watching. The yeah, keepers. they are weird. And the same like things like, "Oh, that was a good take," or "He's done that really well." It's like, all right, mate. It's you don't what I mean? understand it. That's why like, you just don't. Yeah, maybe it, it is. <laughs> <laughs> they go and talk to each other after the game. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. In the corner on their own. Like, yeah. where'd, you get, where'd you get gloves done from? So, the umpires are there. forms and the keepers are there talking about for yeah swifty would yeah, you no, judge would you judge uh, uh, another side's wicket keeper based on just the gear that he's wear or she is wearing no not really yes, I, used to wear some, I used to wear some <laughs> horrific stuff i used to have some absolutely honking gears oh really i've got to be fair this year i've got a bright red pair of gloves but they're bright well, they're orange oh, it depends on what, what if you're colorblind or not <laughs> what's the color what's the red. color when you're batting when the, ball, when the ball comes out what color is that it's usually just a black spot mate to be fair. Just <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think there's some like, generic rules isn't it like short sleeve keep short sleeve top as a keeper as oh, a no go no, you, yeah. you can't do it mate you just yeah. can't do it 
long sleeves, black well. gloves, all black gloves, long white sleeves. Pads, pads underneath as well. Pads, pads underneath. underneath. Oh, oh, I can't stand that. Yeah, like the, absolutely. The short sleeves. <laughs> Dash, like we were talking about, you can't hold fast and swing it. That should be illegal as well. Yeah. Like if, yeah. You know, like you know, like when you play football and you've got the wrong colour under armour up, and they, the ref will send you off to go and take your shorts off. The, the, you know, the keeper Liam, like a couple of years ago. I don't know where, I don't know why he's not playing for him anymore. I don't know what happened there. But he used to wear a short sleeve shirt and he was so good as well. He was such a good keeper. It was so annoying because I was like, no, you are good, but you'd be so much better if you just put a long sleeve so back to your back to your other question. I do judge people on what they wear. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts on the old? What is it? The Simon Guy, isn't it? The uh, old face mask instead oh, of the. No, to be fair, I, I'm very bad at it. I, I tend to not wear a helmet, but I have made a promise to my fiance this year that I will wear a helmet because we have just had a son, so I need to start wearing a helmet. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's. it's it's just going to whack me in the face and it's going to really hurt. Good decision, though. I don't think. Yeah. yeah. My decision. Right, guys, here we go. This is the big question and we'll start moving ourselves on. So, going to go around the call again and I want your top five in Division 1 this season. So, no pressure. You're not going to get reminded about this all season. Uh, <laughs> who's Bring your the teams top out five so can we so we can do like no particular order i right? just top five yeah just to let you know as well that last season the teams <laughs> who have been promoted there's always been one of those promoted teams who have been in the top six since 2019 what a stuff that is great information and you do uh, job, yeah teams yeah, team, team, teams who have finished second haven't had so much luck last season second place side Leamington uh, obviously got relegated and then Shrewsbury well, in 2019, so we're not counting 2020, um, finished sixth before finishing ninth this season. Obviously, don't need to remind you who finished first the seasons before. Anyway, so <laughs> we'll give you a bit of time there, Will, and we'll start with Sutts. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, of course, Barnt Green. So I'm going to think Smethwick, K&D, Kenilworth and Mosley. Is that five? Yeah. That is One, five. Two. And if you were to pick a winner out of those, Sutts, who are you going with? I'm going to I'm gonna put pressure on my teammates here and say we're going to win the league this year. That's what we like oh. to hear. That's what we like <laughs> to hear. <laughs> Just ready for all the abuse I'm going to get when I <laughs> hopefully walk out and bat at some point this year. So I'm, I'll take it on the chin. It's fine. Swifty. I'll go. Smedic again, Mosley, Barnt Green, Panelworth, and I'm going to put, I think Burke's probably going to do well. I can't actually tell you what the actual top five, but those are my five teams that I think will be there or thereabouts. I think Burke's probably do well again this year. Who's your pick? Who's your, who's your winner? Do you know what? It's not because Izzy's here, but I'd like to see Mosley do it just yeah. because of somebody else to win it. I quite liked it last year that Smedic won it. Barnt Green have always been a good team. Um, so I quite like Mosley to win it. There you go. I'm going to go exactly the same as 50 because that was my vibe. And seeing as I was just probably missed out for a couple of years, not been pretty close, probably disappointed. I was going to go with them as well. Thanks, guys. That's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go KD, Barn Green, Mosley, Berkswell, and Kenneth Wardens. And your pick? I mean, after that, I should say me. 
but I'm going to go with throw it out there with all the good youngsters coming up based on that feedback from Suts. I'm going to go Kenner with Wardens. Good shout. And going around the room again, I just want one team who are going to be the surprise package if you can have a surprise package in Division One. And you don't have to you, you don't have to tell us why they're a surprise package either. They could be a good surprise package or a bad surprise package. Wolver. I'll go with Wolver. Yeah, I'm going with Wolverhampton as well. Kitty. I can't pick anybody. I honestly don't know. I think that's a hard that's a really hard question. Like you, I think everybody said before that the league is the league is so good that and as he said at the start that anybody can beat anybody. But twisted twisting my arm, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go Barnard's Green, why not? Final question, guys. If you weren't playing a game of cricket this season and you wanted to go and see another game of cricket this year in the Birmingham League, which game are you picking? Any home game at Shrewsbury because it's a we've got new windows and it's a great place to go and sit. <laughs> apart from your own. Apart from your own. <laughs> apart from your own team. If you're not playing, who would it's you want to go and watch? What what match <laughs> what matchup would you want? So I'm looking for oh I'd quite like to go and see Mosley versus Bart Green, for example. I'd like That's to go see Mosley versus K and D so Keith Barker can all Ollie Coral again, just in case uh, he he rocks up with no helmet on. <laughs> I think that'd be quite funny. So that'd be my Dame. most K and D bigger one. Day one in Australia at Lords. It's always that one kid, isn't it? It's always that one kid in the classroom. <laughs> Bart Green against I'm not just saying that because the guys are here but I'm going to go Bart Green against Shrewsbury for the reason of I want to see Sats bowling left-handers and you would have loved as you would have loved the insight into that game from last year as well because George did send a couple over slips off Sats probably two or three and um you know, so it's, you know, you know, he doesn't get very angry sometimes on the cricket field, no, especially, absolutely, absolutely especially when not. it doesn't go his way. So, uh, I don't think the fact that George kept laughing helped. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yep. he did. He nicked me over the slips and then inside edged me past stumps. Yeah. And I won't ex- well after the couple of tweets we've had. Um, I won't <laughs> say back to him as he giggled at me uh, and said, "Unlucky sats," and I. Uh, yeah, Oh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure his dad said that while he was filming as well. I'm pretty sure his dad was filming. And he went, Unlucky suits, mate. <laughs> I would go, I'd watch, I'd love to go and watch KD because I like playing at KD. I think it's a fantastic ground. KD versus Bargain. Top one. Thank you very much, Swifty. And on that note, we'll move ourselves on to our. Next section, guys. But uh, just a quick one, just to update all of you who do listen to Division One. Uh, Josh D'Souza, pod icon, has found a new home. Uh, we're about to find out in the next section where he's. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Gone. 
Okay, so we move ourselves on to the next division and division two. So we've lost Usman and Matt Swift, but we've the man with the most famous Birmingham League town, they say possibly in the world, but definitely in Shropshire, Andy Harrison and Sam Whitney. How are we, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> That was a Tim Allen kind of introduction. That was Ricky Gervais. We absolutely stuffed Tim Allen when he um, introduced Tom Hanks and listed like fifteen films that Tom Hanks had been in off a piece of paper. And he goes, and uh, and the other guy is Tim Allen. <laughs> I like how I like how Mr. Whitney's had a bit of a shave, knowing he's going to be uh, viewed at this time. He looks very smart tonight. And a haircut. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Date night, is it? <laughs> no, no, not at with all. With the California team, no. Yeah, with the match, uh, yeah. yeah day, day night with you guys, yeah. I'm just right. I'm just right. I'm just. I'm just writing down my uh, my league table that you're going to ask me about later. <laughs> Is it possible to do a division of everyone in fourth place, Sam? Guess who's in fourth? <laughs> Bridge North. <laughs> okay, so while Sam does that, let's go through Division 2 in 2023. So, our two relegated sides, we've got Schiffnell and Lemmington. Then, continuing in Division 2 from 2022, we've got Litchfield, Harborn, Himley, Dorridge, Bridge North, West Bromwich, Dartmouth, Bromsgrove, Werfield and our two new promoted sides from the playoffs, Tamworth and Coventry and North Warwickshire. So guys, initial thoughts on Division 2 this season? I think it's going to be very, very close. Um, I think anyone on their day can beat anyone. So I'll get myself firmly on the fence straight away. But yeah, looking at it, teams have brought in a lot of players, but I don't see any real standout side. Maybe maybe one of the teams that have come down, but um, for me, I think it's going to be a real, really close league. And like you said, I've just written down my, my final 12 and, you know, it's... Uh, I, I think anyone could beat anyone. Nicely on brand there, Sam. Beef? Yeah, just... Um, I've, I'm really looking forward to playing against sides I've, I've never played against before. Uh, Leamington, Coventry and Tamworth are... I've never played them, so new grounds, uh, new players to have a look at, and yeah, I'm buzzing about it really, and a new uh, new team as well. So ah. you you've seen some grounds, haven't you? May I have got some kit? It's unbelievable. You wouldn't believe it though. I don't fit in half of it. This is the biggest kit I've ever had. <laughs> you get bit every club you go to, you get bigger. I go one size up, mate. <laughs> He somehow gets a new van for work as well at the start of every season. I don't. I'm not saying that they're linked, but um... he just washes it. No, <laughs> I just. I always make sure I've got my new van before April the fifth, mate. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I have got a cheeky six seater this season, though, so I think the Shifner boys will be happy. Six seater van. Yeah, away away days. <laughs> they, they were, <laughs> need to get a couple of them lads insured on it. Though. I was just thinking that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, coming to a b- car boot near you, Andy, selling all of his old kit out of his <laughs> new van. <laughs> to make a nice little cow corner patchwork quilt of all your old badges. <laughs> yeah, you could do. Mm. Bloody hell. Put it, put it behind up a room, you. though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But um, yeah, so Beef, talking about Schiffnell, your new side, uh, finished fourth in 2019 in Division 1, seventh in Division 1 in 2021, and then got relegated last season. Now, normally you would think a side coming down, and especially a side of the calibre of Schiffnell, you'd expect them to go straight back up, but that's not necessarily um, been the way that it's gone in Division 2 in the last few seasons with relegated sides not doing the best. No, it's 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 always it's always interesting to see how teams get on. Um but obviously um as a club there, there's a lot of new faces. Um and I think the the aim for Schiffnell is to to bounce straight back up and I don't know how a lot of clubs have done it in the past really. I haven't really looked into a lot of the clubs that come down and their recruitment but there's been a big overhaul of players. I mean, it's a massive squad this season. Um, and I've, I've been turning up to nets and I've got to say the squad looks really healthy. And I think it's only a positive, really. Um, so, yeah, just excited to see how we get on. And hopefully we can change that and go straight back up. Um, I've always, you know, I want to play the division above. So it'd lo- be lovely to go up and not get relegated for a change. Yeah, looking at your... <laughs> Looking at <laughs> looking at the Schiffnell side that you've got this season, is it more like the Wem side of your first season in the Birmingham League with Wem, or you know, it, can you can you notice the difference between that and the side that you played in last year? Well, one thing about um, Schiffnell is there's a lot more Birmingham League experience in the side. I think um, with Wem, uh, you know, I, I don't know if we were maybe short of a couple of decent. Birmingham League players, a bit more experience, but until I get on the pitch, really, I'm not really going to be able to know sort of what, what everyone's about. Obviously, I know a lot of the lads, Charlie, Muzz. I mean, again, Muzz, I've never seen the likes of him play on a Saturday. So, you know, I've never seen Will play on a Saturday, but he's pretty good, you know, and Sutt, you know, half-decent cricketers, apparently. But uh, until I play with them, mate, I'm not going to know what we're like as a team, but I mean, that's the exciting part about it, really. Getting out there, new group of lads, just buzzing, really. Can't wait. One question I was going to ask: Do you think with these new players coming in, do you think that that team would compete? And if you did go up, do you think you'd compete, or would they just go up and then have to sign another three or four? Or is it? I mean, is it really worth it bringing all these players in? It's always a good question, really. I mean, again, until you start playing, you don't know how we're going to go. You, you know, you, you never know with a, with a team, really. If you bring players in, if they're going to fit in, if they're going to do the job. Uh, I mean, look at me. I move around clubs all the time, and you know, it, it's it's never easy to bring players in. Uh, but competition for places, I always think helps at every club, in my opinion. Um, but again, maybe ask the other lads, so see what their opinions yeah. are. But think- it's it is it is a lot of players, um, especially with an overseas as well. It, you mm. know, you could be talking five, six, seven changes depending on what teams picked. You know, there's no way, you know, you can't say you're walking straight into the team either, which is good. It's a good way to be. They've got some good uh, players coming through, but, you know, when's going to be the time that they just kind of stick with the local lads and bring them through rather than getting players in from all over the place? But I know I know other clubs are doing it and, you know, Bridge North are the same this year, but I think Schiffman have actually got a good calibre of uh, young lads coming through at the moment. Not not the best year for the Shropshire-based clubs last season after a pretty decent one the season before. Is, do you think that the Shropshire community should be worried with, um, you know, for Bridge North, Werfield or Schiffnell? I mean, talking from a Bridge North perspective, the um, 
it's just it is very difficult to attract players um, from like where we are. We always seem to be we are you know half an hour away from everywhere. But like shift night still you know it's next to the motorway, so it's it's quite a short journey, the shortest journey to Birmingham. So you know you can still attract those players, but yeah, it, it it's difficult to just keep competing with the you know the big clubs in Birmingham. You know they've got massive junior sections. They've got you know, they've got sponsors coming out of their ears. They've, you know, they're quite well-off clubs. They're well, very, very well-run clubs. But it is, it is seeming to be a challenge to compete with those every year. So, I've always said with Bridge North, we've always kind of just kind of stuck in there rather than actually competing other than that one year. So, mm. you know, in the next few years, if we do go down to the Shropshire League, I don't see it being a bad thing for the club. But we're going to kind of keep trying to compete while we're up there. So quickly on Bridge North whilst we're there, so then we can move on to non-Shropshire sides. So the last recording, you'd only brought in two players, but now you've brought in an extra three, Seb Scott, Fahim Chowan and Tom Leslie. You're looking to bring in some more, obviously, you know, a few players have either retired or moved elsewhere. Leasy going across to Schiffnall being one of the one of the headline grabbers. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think we'll be looking to bring in any any uh, anymore. And you know, rather than Schiffnall, Schiffnall haven't really lost many players. I don't think. But we've actually lost the likes of Dave Exel, who you know he it, some games he opens a bat and opens a bowling, and he's got a wealth of experience that you can't really replace. So he, he's a massive loss. And then the likes of Ad Quiney, four hundred plus Birmingham League wickets, a huge loss to us. Leesy being Shropshire keeper, he's couple of years of experience under his belt now and I expect him to kick on a little bit and you know we, we've lost three really big players there Mike Hill mm. he's a pretty big loss as well um scoring all our runs last year so we kind of had to bring players in um because we haven't got the players coming through right now to to be able to kind of compete but yeah we're uh we're looking in an okay place now I, I, I look at the squad and we're bringing in guys bringing in guys that are quite hungry for Birmingham League cricket and to kind of prove themselves as well. And it just gives those guys a chance, but it's going to be a very different original side that you're, than you're used to. So moving away from Shropshire, I'm one of the standout breakout sides in the Birmingham League in general last season and especially in Division 2 was Litchfield decided to finish ninth in the South Staffs in 2019, then won the playoffs in 2021 and then... Narrowly, well, I say narrowly, they missed out on promotion from Division 2 by nine points last season, finishing third. How do we think that they're going to get on? Do we think that they're going to still keep making them big jumps in progression? Or do we think that they may have hit their peak? I think I think they'll keep progressing, to be honest. I think um, I played against Litchfield about six years ago for Sentinel. And uh, quite a few of the players are still there. They're quite a tight-knit group and they've got a lot of quality there. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they keep going. I thought they were a very good side last season. And uh, and after getting promotion, I thought they were very impressive. Yeah, they were. They had a really good season last year. And I think it was all down to their bowlers. Um, you know, that guy Wilkinson, he took 50-plus wickets and bowled really, really, really well, along with uh, Brinda. And then their, um, their overseas, I can't remember his name, who he's, uh, I think he's qualified now. Um, got residency, so they were the three main seamers that I wouldn't say like carried them, but they 
bowled them into some really good positions and it made it quite easy for their batters. But I think it also gave their batters um, a lot of confidence, you know, chasing some quite low scores. But I don't think they'll find it, you know, as easy as last season. I'm not saying that last season was easy, but I think they might get found out a little bit. And looking down their team, I, I don't think they've signed many players yet, but I haven't really heard too much. But yeah, I don't think they're going to be quite up there like they were last year. Is there an element beef? Obviously, Wem did really well in their first season, then second season. Would would you say that there's a, kind of a bit like when teams get promoted into the Premier League in football, they kind of get that first year where they kind of surprise everyone, they're quite new, and then kind of get found out when everyone has an idea of who they're playing against in the second season? Uh yeah, sort of, but I the the reason we went down last season really was the first season we played, we played some very good cricket. Um didn't really matter who we were playing, we played some good cricket. That helps. Yep. The second season we <laughs> had a lot of injuries and we played some very poor cricket last season. That's why we got relegated. Um I there was I thought it was a bit of a change last season. I thought there was a couple of teams that were a bit stronger. Maybe the relegated sides. I'm just trying to think of the top of my head who was uh, a lot stronger last year, but I I found it a bit more difficult. And obviously the bottom two, I think we were, we were definitely the the two sides that deserved to go down. Um, and this season, I'm just looking at it now. I, I think it looks stronger again. So very much looking forward to it. I know with a new club, so hopefully, yeah, we can do we can do well ourselves. So another side who were up there last season was Harborn. They finished fourth last season. The season before had a bit of an off year, finishing eighth, whereas in 2019 finished third in Division Two. Do we think that they may go one step further this year and finally get promotion? Yeah, it's a tough one with Harborn. They when they get onto a run, they seem to do really well, and they've got a good side. They've got a good all round squad. They they seem to have every um, every base covered, but they just seem to not be able to get over the line. So. Um, you know, if they maybe if they brought in one or two, I'm I'm not sure. Maybe a little bit more strength in depth, but in my twelve, I've got Miss Third. So <laughs> <laughs> again, I can't believe you. Surely four. I agree. I agree. I agree with Sam. Like I, I, I don't think. I, the two sides that went up were the strongest two sides, in my opinion. Um, I, I think Harborn, you know, they can get on a good run, can't they? They've shown that, uh, and they're they're a very good side. I didn't, I don't enjoy playing at their place whatsoever. Um, I do. It's a good pitch. It's small. <laughs> I'm a bloody bowler, Will. I'm a bowler. It's always a bowl Yeah. I bowl fifty mile an hour off volleys, Will. I think I think I get on there, mate. Let's go have a net. <laughs> <laughs> So, look, okay, <laughs> I thought I was going to carry on. Kill that there. Kill that there. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. So, um, we'll, we'll look at, the, flip it to the other side of the table. So, the two sides who have been relegated in the last two seasons who find themselves in Division 2, Dorridge, who were relegated, well, in 2019, found themselves mid-table after finishing 10th in 2021 and, West Bromwich Dartmouth relegated in 2021 found themselves in eighth last year. What what do we think, guys? Do we think that one of those may make a push? I mean, West Bromwich seemed to make well, they made a lot of signings at the end of last season, and they've made quite a few again this season. Yeah, West Bromwich they they brought some good players in, and if they've kept the same 
same team. They had quite a few young guys playing from last year that you know that have a, a year more experience. So I think I think they're going to be a much stronger side next season. Bring in the, the likes, you know, Billy Cox has gone back there. Ravan Chahal, the uh, seamer from Morsel. You know, they've, they've brought in some good quality league players. So I think they will. I think they'll have a much better season next year. From my point of well, I'm probably not the greatest person to be talking about this. I don't know a lot about how the league is, but I think from my point of view, I'm looking at Bromsgrove and thinking, well, they can't from from that bottom end of the table. I can't see them with the signings they've made staying down there for for too long. So I definitely think there'll be somebody from that bottom half of the table that will that will push um, West Bromwich Dartmouth. I think will find a way of of getting up further up the table, most definitely. Uh, I don't know a lot about, a little bit about Dorwich because they've been, uh, been in the Premier League. If David Ball's still playing, they're always a, a dangerous side if he's scoring runs and getting wickets. I know there's a young player at Dorwich and who can't, who's at Warwickshire and um, he's a good young batter that I've seen over the last couple of weeks who's who looks very impressive. Uh, but yeah, I think Bromsgrove, knowing Jaden Levitt very well and a couple of the signings they've made, I can see them, those guys kind of pushing a bit further up the table, most definitely. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that, to be fair. Uh, if they've signed players, they're going to be a good side, Bromsgrove. Dorridge, I always find, um, I think I've played them four times now, and they've always had a completely different side out. You know, um, I, I don't know if they struggle with availability, maybe some of the youngsters playing mm. a bit of twos. Um, so I always always find them hard to read, really. Um, but the board, he still does play. And obviously, he's very impressive. Very, very impressive bowler. We uh, we always struggled against him. Uh, and West Brom, I think I think they'll have a good season this season. Personally, I think they're going to... Uh, I didn't think they had a very good start to last season. Uh, I think we beat them first game and then they, I think they lost a few early games. So, um, But back end of the season, they looked a completely different side. Um, so with a few signings, I think they'll be bouncing back this season a lot stronger and obviously trying to push up the other end. Yeah, I think West Brom. You know, the likes of Tim Maxfield. I think he'll he'll uh, he'll score a lot more runs than he did last year. Um, getting used to kind of a new club and that. But and then Bromsgrove. I'm looking down at the signings now, and you know they're bringing in very good, experienced club cricketers. Um, and then you put the likes of Jaden, who didn't play as many games as he did last year. Um, and then you got Milts as well. Milts is gonna, he's gonna score you eight hundred plus and lead the team well as well. Um, so yeah, I think they're definitely ones to watch. Yeah, Broms, look, especially looking at my league table here. Yeah, Bromsgrove. Grove. <laughs> 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 I think you guys know my league table, don't they? <laughs> Bromsgrove brought in uh, brought in six players, which we mentioned on the previous Birmingham League show, and uh, recently announced podcast and fans' favourite Josh D'Souza has uh, moved over to Bromsgrove. So the boys have got a bit of a treat coming towards them, eh, Will? Yeah, yeah. Well, plenty of words anyway. <laughs> Weighing in on that subject, definitely jumping on the West Brom bandwagon there, and. A couple of Birmingham League old boys have joined there, haven't they? Which, you know, I think you were saying before, a bit of experience um, in the league helps, especially if you've got new signings or young lads coming through. And uh, even though Levington lost a couple of players, they've still got you know, probably one of the, the best overseas in the league. Um, 
you know, who's going to win them several games. So you probably put put them up there. They'd be my top two, maybe, you know, as an outsider's look. Um, but in terms of your other question, I haven't really got a clue. <laughs> <laughs> a player who has left Bromsgrove, though, is Connor Smith. He has moved to Himley, and Himley have also brought in Ombasal again. Um, Himley... Side who always find themselves around the middle, sixth in 2019, fourth in 2021, and fifth in uh, well 2022 last season. It's a Sam Whitney's wet dream. <laughs> they seem to seem to me that I think you had Wes on a couple of years ago, didn't we? Um, and you know, he's full of promise for the side, and they've made a couple of signings and they had a lot of young players, but uh, maybe missing that player. Who's going to take them over the edge and win them games? You know, they'll you, you probably look at their record and it'll just say WL, WL, you know, WLD. There's no a string of results there for them, I would have thought. Whenever I look at them, it's I never really know what their result's going to be. Um, and it can be one extreme to the other as well. Hammer aside one where you can get better the next week. Might look at you know, I don't know if they've if any of their signings seem to be players that will help them do that. I don't know, but it seems to be there, but not quite there. Mm. 11 yeah, victories they, last season for Himley, 10 mm. defeats, and one abandoned game. Oh, wow. So, no draws. <laughs> so, yeah, one extreme to the other. Well done. The, um, the, the overseas, <laughs> the overseas, they've, the, the overseas they've signed is the, the overseas from Warsaw last year, and you know, in a, in a team that lost. You know, most of their games, Warsaw had a pretty bad season. He scored still, I reckon, 800-plus runs. And so he could be a completely different player in a team that's winning. And and I think he could win them a lot of games. And, you know, it's, it's usually quite a nice place to bat as well. So he's definitely one to look out for. And, you know, Connor, Connor definitely adds a little bit of grit and a bit of fight to a team, doesn't he? He doesn't hold back. So that'll be interesting. And they've got some good youngsters coming through as well. And then you, you add in Graham White, who will play most of their games. He's a left arm, professional left arm spinner that's going to win a lot of games as well. So <laughs> just reeling the team down. I don't know why I've gone to the third bottom, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you jumped off that fence for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. So just before anyone does write in, um, of those of those losses that I did count, uh, two were losing draws. Um, but in, oh, in, 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 that's in, a draw. In Andy Harrison's eyes, they're as good as a l- defeat, aren't they, Andy? What's that? A draw? <laughs> What's a draw? <laughs> how many how many overs did I bat against you to, uh, a, a year ago, Sam? Twenty five overs. No, that was disgusting. That, that is not Absolutely cricket. Disgusting. That is not horrible. cricket. Horrible to watch. That is just shows that a strike rate of thirty. It's embarrassing. Just need to learn the skill of getting people out, setting the right field. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Well, <laughs> my, first game, my first game back after having a bad shoulder. You should have whacked me everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's that is a, that is a mention. So first game of the season, Sam. Um, big derby game, local match, Worthfield away. You looking forward to playing in that one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, the boys are really looking forward to it. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you speak to Matt Simmons, he's not too happy with me. But yeah, I won't be playing the first game. So, um, and how many others? 
<laughs> yeah, I've also got a wedding that uh, wedding that I can't play. Uh, so Leamington away, can't play that one, and I can't actually play, I can't actually play the reverse fixture against Weirfield as well for another stag do. So. Oh mate! After after all of our campaigning last season for know, people not to not to who hold weddings a, or stag do's a on a Saturday, Fridays yeah, or Sundays only, please. Mm. <laughs> Even Fridays. <laughs> yeah, dodgy. Take fully mm. take you out. Yeah. Well, speak to my missus. She'll <laughs> say otherwise. But no, I'm very much looking forward to being on my stag do in Lisbon and just constantly. Re- um, refreshing play cricket to see what the score is and yeah it could be a very joyous drunken evening in Lisbon or it could be a pretty a testing yeah. time for the relationship <laughs> um... <laughs> I think we all know the answer there so as I asked the uh, lads on the division one part James Wilkinson was the standout bowler in division two last season and Thomas fell with the bat but who do you boys think are going to be the standout players in Division 2 this season? And I've said that extra slowly, so it gives you a little bit extra time to have a think, work it out, maybe even quickly pop up a certain spreadsheet that I sent you earlier. So, um, <laughs> Andy, we'll start with you, mate. Uh, to be fair, I, I, I'm going to be interested to see how Wilkie does get on this year. Um uh, just to see if he can back up last season. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I completely agree with what Sam said uh, about uh, as a unit, bowling unit, they did win him a lot of games. Um, and to step back up into the Birmingham League and have such a successful season, um, I'd, I'd love to see if he does it again. And if he does, you know, it'd be interesting to see where Litchfield end up, really. Um, with the bat, oh, uh, is it is it Ollie Cox from Himley? Not anymore. No. He's, he's moved. Not anymore. He's right? gone. He's he's gone he's somewhere. Green, he? Oh, is he? Well, you cut that out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, to be fair, actually, someone who um, I, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to obviously seeing um Charlie back at uh, at Schiffnell this year. Mm. Um, see how he can do after getting promoted last year with um uh, with Wolverhampton coming back to Schiffnell, taking on the Shropshire captaincy. It's a it's a big season for him this season. Tactical. I like it, Andy. Sam? Um, talking earlier about, you know, the, the pro at Himley on Basali. I think he's going to, I think he's going to score a lot of runs there. You can't look too far away from the pros as well. The likes of um, Swapnil. No, no, no pros allowed. No pros no allowed. No pros allowed. Oh, I okay, to say that. No pros allowed. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Back to the Shit. <laughs> um, I mean, someone like of uh, Ben Shepherdson, who he scored a lot of runs the season before. He probably didn't score as many as he, he thought he would last year, but you know, he scored a hundred against us in the last few games of the season. Albeit, me and a few of us had played played in the Sentinel Golf Day on the Friday, and we're a little bit worse aware. Mainly, <laughs> mainly Daddy Dave. Um, and if I'm looking at my own club, I'm looking at the likes of. Matty Simmons and Ryan Lockley, who are both, you know, captain and vice-captain, they've got a little bit more um, responsibility, which I think could do both of them a a lot of good. Okay, and um, from, well, anyone here, um, 
who are the youth players or the upcoming young players to look out for in Division 2 this season? And we'll start with Mr High Performance himself, Andy Sutton. Oh, is that the new, is that his new nickname? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, dear. That's going to stick, isn't it? <laughs> um, in terms of young players, yeah, there's uh, young George Maddy, big move from uh, K&D to Leamington. He's obviously going to get a great opportunity to uh, to work with somebody like Shane Dalrich from a keeping point of view. He's going to get an opportunity to bat uh, a bit further up the order. He's a good young cricketer who's played... Um, some second team cricket at Warwickshire. So he's definitely somebody to uh, to keep an eye out. Uh, obviously good cricket in jeans and um, we've got a younger brother who's extremely good as well uh, as, as obviously the old man. So uh, he's definitely somebody to look out for in terms of, I think Ben Lees is somebody who I saw briefly. I think Ben is definitely a, a high quality cricketer with, with some serious potential and some really good cricket brains. So those would be my Ben Parker. Just come, just looking at your fantastic spreadsheet, James has helped me out massively. Um, so Ben moving back to to Warfield is obviously a, a huge, uh, a huge bonus. He's I think fully fit. Saw him this week in a in a twos game. He looked he looked like he was fit and raring to go after a couple of uh, injury problems that he's had. But when he's fully fit and and firing, then then Ben's got a good yard of pace. Gets it to 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 jump off a length quite well and, and has a bit about him when it comes to a bit of white line fever, which is always good from a bowling point of view. Um, so definitely those those young lads are the ones that stick out for me most definitely. I think Sutz has nailed it there. <laughs> I'm, glad you asked him. I'm, glad, I'm, glad, I'm glad you asked him first. But um, uh, looking down, so the likes of Ollie Davidson at Harborn, um Left arm spinner. He's. I think. Does it? Is it? Is it Worcester Suts? Uh, he was. So he was on the academy. Um, he didn't discuss with Scotland as well, isn't he? Played for Scotland. Uh, yeah. Scotland 19s. Played in the World Cup. Good left arm spinner. Unorthodox batter, but kind of hits it in strange areas, as they call it. But he's uh, a good cricketer. Left arm off spinner. Good fielder. Um, obviously, he's still at Arbourne, isn't he? Pretty sure. I haven't heard anything else. I'm... I was going to say, in terms of, I haven't been there, but I hear it's flat and small. So, if mm. uh, it's it's kind of tough for, for spinners, but if he can do well there, I'm sure he'll do well uh, at most grounds. So, yeah, Ollie's a Ollie's a good lad and a, and a very good cricketer. What's, so, um, what's, what's Charlie going to come back from Australia like, do you reckon, uh, Sam? I think Charlie's. You know, he's he's led the attack for a team over in uh, wherever he was, Mildura. Um, and I think he's just going to come back. You know, he's quite a mature lad. For a young lad, he's quite a mature lad anyway, but he's just going to come back with that experience. He's been bowling long spells in, you know, in, in plus 30 degree heat and it's only going to do him good. And he, he, he works really hard and I know he's been really working hard on his fitness and uh, I just hope it's it's going to click for him next year because he's a great lad and and he has got a little bit about him. He's got a bit of grit. He's got a bit of just got that little bit of something that he's a, he's a real winner and he and he can he can just do special things on the on the pitch to win you a game. So yeah, I'm really really got high hopes for Charlie um, coming back and having a really good season. Okay, so it wasn't going to be a question that I was going to ask tonight, but it went down quite well in the Division One pods. So something I want to ask is. We're just talking about straight up aesthetics. What 
players look like if you were to pick one player to go and watch in Division 2, batter, bowler, just for the way that they play cricket, who would it be? Well, it would have been Mike Hill, but he's left. Because he, <laughs> he, he, he was I'd good have backed to you watch. up on that. I'd have backed <laughs> you up on that. He, he was brilliant to watch. Yeah. Uh, good question. <laughs> good question. Um, you go, Anne. I quite like an aggressive batsman, and uh, once uh, Bazit Zaman had got going, it was just ridiculous. Some of the shots he was playing were just outrageous, you know, like sixes over retro cover. But, you know, I, I, you know, you, some people you say they're just agricultural, but he, he doesn't. A lot of his shots, he does play very aggressively, but when he gets it right, I mean, it's just ridiculous. So, and I think he's going to have a good season this season. He, uh, he did very well back end of the season, and it was massive for Worfield, and it kept kept them up. One of the players that kept them up last season. Maybe um, Mitch Stanley bowling on that hybrid wicket will be will be fun to watch. Oh, yeah, I think uh, I think that might be uh, worth a watch if you get down there and watch him on one of those. Maybe if the season's mm-hmm. gone on a little bit, it's a bit harder. It'll make Harrison look like he's bowling backwards. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> Just make sure you got the other end whilst he's bowling beef. Mate, third man, I'll be, I'll be ready. I'll be <laughs> almost a slip. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd probably pick a batter, and yeah, like, like Buzz is a man. He's a very good, he's a very, very good player to watch. He, he, if anyone's played at Worthfield, he hit me into the nets at Worthfield, and they are a long way away from the ground. Got so you. he, um, he hit the ball very sweetly. Um, uh, other players to look out for. For uh, the lad at Himley, Ollie Walker. Walker. Ollie Walker. He's a he looks a, he looks a good player. Um, seems he's got it all a lot more. A big, tall, young lad who plays properly and holds a little bit as well. Um, but other than that, I can't really think of anyone off the top of my head that looks that good to watch. To be honest, I just I make them all look silly. So you can't watch yourself. <laughs> you can't watch yourself. Actually, that is good. that is a good point. I've got a new bat. I've got some new fire pads. I've got new pads. I look really good. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be the best looking number ten you've ever seen. Um, but yeah, promotion, I look promotion. good. Like look good, feel good, play good. That's the way, wait. <laughs> it works, man. It works. It, it's taken like... me a while. It's taken me a while, but apparently, I'm there. Right. Yeah, I was, I was, I was on the phone. To, I was, I was on the phone to Sam early, and he's going, "Hurley, mate, I look so gun, and I've never played so well. I'm smoking it everywhere. Can't wait for this season already." You wait till you, you wait till April when you nick that first ball, pal. Yeah, anyway, blaming it, blaming it, blaming it on the gloves or the bat or the bat. New bat, oh, I need a new bat. Oh god. These gloves. Right, anyway, enough with all this. And this is the moment that everyone's been waiting for. Who is Sam picked in fourth? Uh, but more importantly, what have we gone for for our top five? And uh, we'll start with Sutz. Oh, lovely. Thanks very much. Uh, the man with the uh, Division Two experience goes first. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to go with things are going to change. I think Schiffel and Leamington are going to come back up with Harborn, Bromsgrove and West Bromwich Dartmouth. And who, who's, who's your pick for the championship? Who's going to be the champions? Oh, I think Sheffield are going to do it. I think Sheffield are going to do it. So... Um, oh, Sam does not look happy. Sam, 
I'll bring you in on this one, mate. Uh, no, actually, actually, let's build the suspense. I want to find out who finishes fourth last. Beef. Uh, well, I've gone with um, a top five of Shifnall, West Brom, Leamington, Himley and Bromsgrove. And who are your champs? Well, I've got to back my own teammate, so I'm going to go with Shift. <laughs> <laughs> well. Do uh, some spending in next season, then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine was the same as Sorry. I'm probably going to go. I was going to go Leamington to, to go back up to take the top spot. Shifnal not far behind, I would have thought. Fantastic. And drum roll. Sam, who who have we got? I mean, you've probably told everyone, but let, let's go for it. Um, I've got Leamington and Bromsgrove, top two. Harborn are going to finish third. Bridge North are going to finish fourth. Oh. Underdogs, underdogs. We always play well when we've got the, we're, our backs are against it. And we're going to Bridge just fourth. Pit- we're in bridge fourth, uh, <laughs> and we're just going to pip shift not to that shift not going to finish fifth. And I think they'll be happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> There's the grenade. Uh, <laughs> Beef, do you want to come back at that? No, nah, you got to back your team, mate. I got no issue with that whatsoever. Well, like bring it on. I love that's that's what it's about, mate. Like, got to back yourselves and. You know, bring on the season, you know. Your back's <laughs> going to be up against the wall, though, mate. Hopefully, you'll be, when are we playing you, actually, at home? And I hope Mitch Stanley is playing and you're coming at number 11. There'll be some shit stains down then, White's pal. <laughs> if he is playing, mate, you'll be at Newtown. That's probably a fact, mate. <laughs> I might okay. just sack it off and just watch. Yeah. <laughs> so, not saying whether this is a good or bad surprise, but who are going to be your pick for the biggest surprise in Division 2 this season? Like, surprise to do really well, or it could be surprise to do not as well as other people think. And we'll go the same way around the uh, call. So, starting with Sutz. I'm going to go with Warfield. I think they're going to do, uh, with having young Ben Parker, I'm going to back one of the young seamers I've worked with to have a stormer of a season. And I think they'll do um, they'll do well this season. I'm going to go with Tamworth. Um, just heard a lot of good things. Heard it's a very a tough place to go and uh, play. They do well at home. So, obviously, I don't know a lot about them, but I'm really looking forward again to playing at these new grounds. And uh, I've heard some good things. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Tamworth. Uh, I'm going to go for the Dorridge and for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, well, like I said, Bromsgrove to finish second. They're always... Um, they're always mid-table or, or quite close to the bottom. And they've they've made some good signings and some good club cricketers in there. So I think, you know, if they're pushing that top two, that, that'll be that'll be quite a surprise to the league um, after the way they've gone the last, you know, however many seasons. So quickly, just uh, going on to it, because I know we it was only a couple of podcasts ago that we had the lads on from Tamworth and Coventry in North Warwickshire, but we haven't really spoken about the two newly promoted sides this season but you know Tamworth only one season out of the Birmingham League Coventry a couple uh, but Coventry as we found out on the podcast have got that experience with the white ball um, having played that in the Warwickshire League who do you think 
is going to have a better chance. I think obviously, you know, or who's going to do better, would you say, um, this season? I'm going to Tamworth. I know the Tamworth lads really well. We always in the old um, Division 2 and then Div 1, we had some really, really good battles and they always play their cricket really, really hard and they've got some guys with really good experience So and they've got, they've got match winners as well. So I think, you know, you had a, a decent pro in there. They've got a very good side. They're, they're, uh, they're a good, they've got a good team spirit. Obviously, they've got their team song that People know nobody wants to hear it. It's terrible, but um, yeah, they've they've got a lot of experience in their side, and they've got some very good cricketers like Jason Jakeman. You know, he plays for Staffordshire last year. He's leggy, who spins the ball, and he's very accurate and top order batter. Very very good cricketer. Uh, the lad who scored a lot of runs for him last year, Ed Smith. Like he he didn't he he batted number eleven when we play, used to play against him, and then he, he goes and scores eight hundred plus runs last year and um some big hundreds. So They've got a lot of quality in there. If they add a couple in there, they they're going to be a very good side. And you know, if they get on a roll, they'll they'll be tough to beat. And their place is not an easy place to go to. So, yeah, they're a good side. Coventry, I honestly don't know much about them. So, by the sounds of it, they've got a good side. They stormed their league last year, so they're on a bit of a roll. And winning becomes a habit if they can if they can start off where they. They left last year, then you know, who knows what they could do. So, mm. yeah, How- I think Tamworth, Tamworth will be the big surprise. Coventry, I don't know too much. How much of that White Bull experience do you think will be invaluable for Coventry Beef? Oh, obviously, I always say about the Shropshire League, and I'm just over the moon that the Shropshire League has decided to go with with the White Bull. But as uh, as Sam just said, don't, I don't know a lot about either of them. Um, that experience obviously will help. I take it that Tamworth did say on the podcast that they didn't use white ball. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure it makes a difference, but they'd have experienced it in the past. As you say, they're an experienced club in the Birmingham League. But, I mean, these clubs coming up, um, it's so difficult now to, to, to get back and get promoted. Obviously, you've got to go through the playoff system at the back end of the season. Clubs really don't want to go down now, do they? You know, the, the chances of getting back up are, are so much slimmer these days. It's uh, it's difficult. So I'm I'm sure they'll come fighting this season. Okay, final one then, guys. Before we round ourselves up, if you weren't playing for your own side and you couldn't watch your own team, and you could go and watch any two sides from Division Two play each other, which two sides are you going to pick to go and watch? And we'll start with beef. Worthfield Bridge North. <laughs> I want to see Baz. I want to see Baz. It's a man over the tennis courts, mate. <laughs> Which yeah, one? I like, uh, I like uh, a... uh, Bridge North or Worthfield. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> both. Um, I like a local. I like a local derby, mate. So uh, obviously, as with the Shropshire connection, uh, definitely, I'd, I'd love to go see them. Yeah, I think uh, tasty little number might be Hemley versus. Bromsgrove, Mr. Smith versus Mr. D'Souza. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, real um, Mr. Smith with a new ball and Mr. D'Souza telling all the fielders they're, they're not very good while he's uh, hitting singles and stuff could be could rile up Mr. Smith quite quickly. So <laughs> I think that could be uh, an interesting battle that I'd uh, like to have a beer and watch. So most definitely, yeah, Himley versus Bromsgrove and those two go to battle would be very good. Chipnall Bridge North, wouldn't I? At Bridge North, I go and watch it as well and sit on the sideline and short boundary. I think that would be, especially if it was a hot day. 
I think I quite enjoyed that fixture. <laughs> I have a lot to say from the sideline as the day went on. Uh, yeah, I reckon. Yeah, probably the loudest one there. Go <laughs> to say, Brisbane, get a crate and just sit on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Living yeah. the dream. <laughs> and Sam? Um, I. See you, Sam. So. so... <laughs> <laughs> I... John. I... Oh no, we've lost him. Oh, frozen. Oh, there he is! There he is, Sammy. What, what were you saying, mate? You're frozen us. Did no one hear that? No, no. you literally <laughs> went live. I thought you were all, like in shock from what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Take two. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd go to Tamworth v Litchfield, uh, local derby. Um, they and just from what I think the guy from Tamworth said a couple of weeks ago, I think they. Might owe them a couple after Litchfield picked them to the title um, a couple of years ago. So I think that could be quite interesting. Both play the cricket quite hard. So that'd be good fun. Great stuff. Right. I think that nicely rounds us up on Division 2. And we take ourselves on to our final section. Okay. So once again, thank you very much uh, for listening into this episode of the Cow Corner Podcast, Birmingham League Show. As we mentioned, throughout the season, we will be releasing podcasts every Wednesday uh, with the Birmingham League Show coming bi-weekly. We will be doing a bit more of a magazine show during the week and then once a month doing our big normal podcast for you. So we're going to be doing our weekly recaps on the on the week's results. So we'll be picking out players um, who are performing well and picking out results of the week. And... This is where we want to encourage you guys, the Cow Corner listeners or viewers now. Um, if you've got any video footage or you've got any voice notes that you want to send us that, you know, your own commentary or any funny moments that have happened throughout the weekends, play. Um, or even if you don't want your voice to be heard or yourself to be seen and you just want to send us an email or just get in contact through our messages you can get in contact with us and you can send it all to our email address at cowcornerpodcast at gmail.com or alternatively you can find us on facebook twitter and instagram on twitter we go to at cowcornerpod and facebook and instagram is cowcornerpodcast as well as our new youtube channel as we've mentioned we will be looking to do more video content this season so if you want us to come to your cricket club and we can maybe do a podcast from there and maybe even come to your training session meet some of the patrons and the players and do a few challenges do a podcast live from there, do some interviews, film some content, let us know, get in touch, and we'll be more than happy to come across and come to meet you. As mentioned, we are now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Google Podcasts, and the subscription-free service is Acast. Uh, we are no longer on SoundCloud, so if you were a SoundCloud user, obviously you can use any of the others but if you are looking for subscription free web-based platform you can join us on Acast you can get the podcast advert free with our Acast plus uh, members of that will not only get ad free podcasts but get exclusive content some of which will be all the good stuff that didn't make it to air or any bits that you know get chopped out because we've recorded for five hours and we need it to try and be an hour and a half or an hour um which definitely does happen but anyway 
we're really looking forward to the season. We really want you to get involved. So please do get in touch. Anyway, the next episode is going to be our weekly show. But thank you very much once again for you guys for listening. And thank you very much to Will and Andy. Thank you very much, Will. Yeah, no worries. Always a pleasure. Thank you very much, Sats. No worries. Always a pleasure. Thank you for sticking out through both divisions, you two. And uh, <laughs> thank you very much, Sam, for making it back in time for the pod tonight. Cheers, mate. And uh, thank you very much, Beef. Have an absolute cracking time in Malta, mate. Hopefully you come back in one piece and uh, ready for the season. It's so so. Looking forward to it. Cheers again. Enjoyed it, boys. Thank you very much, guys. Until the next time. Goodbye. <laughs>